welcome to the Intersection Magazine podcast. First of all, we wanted to thank you so much for listening. And that means our listeners from Uganda, Kenya, the US, Canada, United Kingdom, Puerto Rico, South Africa, United Arab Emirates, Denmark, South Sudan, France, Hungary, and India. Yes, we got the statistics this week, and apparently we're about third in Uganda for tech-related podcasts. And so I want to thank your listeners for listening. Now, in this week's podcast, we want to talk about FTX and Sun Bankman-Fried. Although this is probably about three months late, we thought it would be important to have a discussion or just maybe just talk about briefly or summarize the events that took place with FTX and its effects on the crypto world. So that's what we're going to be talking about this week. We hope you enjoy it. So before we talk about uh, the collapse of FTX and the implications, um, I did a bit of a search on the internet about um, FTX and why it was so successful. And I also recommend that you look at uh, a podcast with uh, inter- uh, a podcast with Acquired, uh, which in which they interviewed the CEO Sam Bankman-Fried, and why he made the case for FTX as such, uh, or why he got into FTX in the first place. But anyway, here are a few reasons why FTX was successful. They say that FTX has very innovative products, uh, products and services which attracted many users. They said FTX was the first exchange to introduce leverage tokens, which allowed traders to gain leverage exposure to a particular asset without actually trading on merging. FTX also launched several several products like prediction markets, options trading, and crypto index futures. FTX was also successful because they say they had a a strong team. Um, FTX had a proven track record in the crypto space uh, with uh, members that had been uh, uh, very prominent in trading, quantitative finance and software development. So this helped them build a robust platform to handle uh, high trading volumes. Secondly, FTX had very strategic partnerships, very strong strategic partnerships. Um, One of them was Alameda Research, uh, which was a quantitative trading firm to provide liquidity on its platform. In addition to that, FTX also partnered with Binance, one of the largest cryptocurrency trading exchanges in the world. The other reason why FTX was so successful was because they had a very good user interface. And this attracted many users. The platform was clean and it had a very intuitive design, which made it very easy for both new and experienced traders to navigate and execute trades quickly. The other fifth reason why FTX was so successful was because they had competitive fees compared to other cryptocurrency exchanges. Uh, The platform offered low fees for market makers and incentives for users to provide liquidity to its platform. Now, I went, when I was doing this research, I went on to uh, ask um, ChatGTP about why FTX failed. And what's interesting is because ChatGTP was developed, uh, at least the version I was using was developed much earlier in around 2020. 
it had no information about the failure, but what it did was suggest why uh, potential issues FTX might face or any other cryptocurrency exchange. And they listed these uh, challenges or potential issues as security risks. And they said that cryptocurrency exchanges are high profile targets for hackers and criminals who seek to steal digital assets from users. And they said that if an exchange security measures are insufficient, this could lead to loss of funds, reputational damage, and regulatory scrutiny. The second uh, potential issue for any cryptocurrency exchange, they said, were operational issues. That's technical glitches, server downtime, slow transaction processing times, which could lead to frustration for users. Third was regulatory com compliance. They said cryptocurrency exchanges are subject to regulations in many jurisdictions which can vary widely in terms of requirements and scope. Sc failure to comply to these regulations can result in fine, legal action and reputational damage. The fourth potential issue is market volatility. They said uh, uh, cryptocurrencies are uh, the prices for cryptocurrencies are notoriously volatile and sudden price fluctuations can lead to large losses for traders and exchanges. This can result in liquidity issues for the exchange leading to further operational and financial difficulties. Now, in the study or trying to understand what went wrong with FTX, I also carried out a bit of a search about technology bubbles. and. The definition for a technology bubble is a period of rapid growth and high investor interest in technology companies, which can lead to inflated valuations and, and eventually a collapse in the market. This can happen when investors become overly optimistic about the potential of a new technology or an industry, leading them to invest heavily in companies that are open and proven and may not be sustainable in terms of their business model. During a technology bubble, they said, there is a there's a typically a lot of hype and excitement around new technologies, such as internet or social media, and investors may be willing to pay high prices for stocks in these industries. However, as the market becomes saturated and competition increases, many companies may struggle to live up to the high expectations set by investors, leading to a decline in stock prices and eventual burst of the bubble. They mentioned 1990, the early 2000s. They mentioned also the cryptocurrency bubble of 2017-2018, uh, which saw a, a surge of investment in blockchain and cryptocurrency technologies. Uh, so, question. Um, what are bubbles in investing and how can we avoid them? So they went on to define a bubble as a situation where the price of an asset such as stocks and real estate rises rapidly or significantly above its fundamental value. Uh, bubbles occur when investors become overly optimistic about an asset's potential, driving up demand and prices to unsustainable levels. Eventually, the bubbles burst, the prices plummet, leaving investors in sig with significant losses. How to avoid bubbles? They say, do your research before investing in any asset. Make sure you do your due diligence and thoroughly research the asset's fundamentals, including underlying value, potential risks, and market conditions. It's also suggested that you diversify your portfolio across different asset classes and industries 
to help reduce your exposure to a single asset or market and minimize the risk of eventual losses in event of a bubble. You're also advised to avoid the herd mentality, making decisions based solely on what others are doing or saying instead of focusing on your own investment goals and risk tolerance. You're also advised to practice discipline. Stick to your investment plan and avoid making impulsive decisions based on hype or speculation. Fifth, you need to stay patient. Avoid trying to take uh, to take to short-term goals. Instead, take long-term approach to investing and build a solid base, diversified portfolio that can withstand market fluctuations. Now, the other question I had was, uh, um, what are some of the common factors in financial crisis in the past, from the Great Depression to the present day? The response was, financial crises are complex and can have multiple causes, but what the, uh, the AI model found was that there are common factors that have contributed to the crises across history. The first one was excessive leverage. Many financial crises have been caused by too much borrowing and leverage, which can create a situation where even a small decline in asset price can lead to large losses and defaults. This was a major factor in, in 2008, the global financial crisis, as well as, as well as the Asian financial crisis in 1997. Another thing that contributes to a crisis or financial crisis is asset bubbles, which we've talked about already. Um, financial crises have often been preceded by speculative bubbles in asset prices, such as the dot-com bubble in 1990, the housing bubble in early 2000, and when the bubble burst, asset price collapsed, leading to widespread losses and defaults. Third is weak regulatory oversight. In some cases, financial crises can be exacerbated by weak regula uh, regulatory oversight and excessive risk-taking and fraud. Uh, going unchecked. Uh, this was what happened in the savings and loan crisis in 1980 and the Enron crisis scandal in 2000. Fourth, global economic imbalances where large trade deficits or capital flows lead to lead to um, currency and financial instability. This was what caused the Asian financial crisis in 1997 and the sovereign debt crisis in 2000. Financial innovation is also a factor uh, which can cause vulnerabilities because of different new, uh, new instruments such as the subprime mortgage crisis. Um, but it's also important to note that these uh, 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 Financial crises are very complex and multifaceted, um, and they have to be understood individually. Well, the other question I asked uh, was about the 2008 financial crisis, and I asked what was the cause of the 2008 financial crisis, and they says there was a combination of factors. Um, led to the collapse of the housing market and the failure of major financial institutions. Some of the main factors include uh, the housing bubble, 
The housing bubble refers to the period of time when housing prices were rapidly rising and people were purchasing homes with subprime mortgages. Lenders were offering these subprime mortgages to people who did not have the ability to repay them. This resulted in a large number of people defaulting on their mortgages, which led to a sharp decline in housing prices. The second factor was securitization. Financial institutions were packaging and selling mortgages as securities, which were then sold to investors. The securities were often backed by subprime mortgages, which made them riskier than traditional investments. When the housing market collapsed, the value of these securities plummeted, causing widespread losses for investors. The third factor was derivatives. Derivatives are financial instruments that are derived from other assets, such as stocks, bonds, and commodities. Many financial institutions were using derivatives such as default swaps to hedge their bets against the housing market. When the housing market collapsed, many of these derivatives became worthless, causing large losses for institutions that had invested in them. The fourth factor was over-leveraging. Many financial institutions had an excessive debt, which had left them vulnerable to economic downturn. When the value of the investments declined, they were unable to meet the obligations, which led to domino, a domino effect of failures throughout the financial system. The fourth factor is regulatory failure. Regulators failed to properly oversee the financial industry, allowing many of these risky practices to continue unchecked. The lack of oversight allowed the crisis to spread throughout the financial system, causing widespread damage to the global economy. Now, um, we're going to talk about um, the FTX collapse in a bit in depth. And the article I'm referring to is written by Nathan Reif and reviewed by Erica Rissure and fact-checked by Vicky Velasquez and it's from Investopedia. Now, what happened in November 11, 2022 was FTX filed for bankruptcy after a surge of customer withdrawals earlier in the month. And then the CEO, SBF, or Sam Bankman-Fried, admitted that the company didn't have sufficient assets to meet customer demand. Now, what caused the collapse or what the collapse happened after a report by Coindesk highlighting potential leverage and solvency concerns. Now, leverage or leverage is uh, results from using borrowed capital as a funding source when investing to expand a firm's asset base and generate returns on risk capital. Re leverage is an investment strategy for using borrowed money, specifically the use of various financial instruments or borrowed capital to increase the potential return on an investment. Solvency, on the other hand, is the ability of a company to meet its long-term debts and financial obligations. Solvency can be an important measure of financial health since it's one way of demonstrating a, a company's ability to manage its operations in the foreseeable future. Now, Coindesk highlighted this uh, concerns in, in leverage and solvency. Um, 
involving FTX, uh, affiliated firm Alameda Research. FTX's collapse shook the volatile crypto market, which lost quite a lot of money in, in the billions, falling below its $1 trillion valuation. In November 2022, FTX faced a liquidity crisis, crisis and, and searched for bailout funds. For a moment, it was thought that Binance would uh, consider buying portions of the company, but Binance quickly backed out. On the 11th of 2022 of November, the CEO stepped down and the company filed for bankruptcy. In the hours following, FTX experienced a, a possible hack in which millions of tokens were stolen, millions of dollars worth of tokens were stolen. A little later, Sambak Fried was arrested in the Bahamas and extradited to the United States in late December. He pleaded innocent of all criminal charges on the 11th or on the 3rd of January 2023. Now, the collapse took place over a 10-day period, and the catalyst to the collapse was the news by CoinDesk, which revealed that Alameda Research, the quantitative trading firm, also run by Sambak Manfred, held a position valued at $5 billion in FTT, the native token of FTX. Now here's a bit of a timeline. In, on the 6th of November, the rival exchange Binance sells all FTT tokens. On the 6th of November, FTX announces a liquidity crisis, seeks bailout from venture capitalists, uh, then Binance. Binance on the 8th promises to buy FTX. On the 9th, Binance walks away from the acquisition after conducting due diligence. On the 10th of November, the Bahamas freezes assets of FTX subsidiary there. Sambachman Fried admits uh, a non-business liquidity crisis. And then Alameda Research decided they were going to wind down. On the 11th of November, Sambachman Fried stepped down as CEO and replaced by a court-appointed CEO. FTX also filed a Chapter 11, 11 bankruptcy protection. On November the 12th, FTX reports an alleged hack, suspected to be about $477 million, and moved its digital assets to cold storage for, this, for security reasons. On November the 18th, the Bahamas takes control over FTX assets held there. On December the 12th, SBF is arrested by Bahamian authorities and extradited to the U.S. On December the 22nd, SBF is released on a 20, $250 million bond, the largest in history. On the 6th, um, Binance decided it was going to sell all FTT tokens. Um, 
but it would sell its entire position in FTL tokens, which FTT tokens, which is roughly about 23 million dollars worth uh, of tokens, which are valued at 529 million dollars. Binance CEO Chang Changpeng Zheng uh, said the decision to liquidate the exchange was based on risk management following the collapse of Terra Luna crypto earlier in 2022. FTX on the next day was experiencing a liquidity crisis. SBF attempted to reassure FTX investors that the assets were stable but customers demanded withdrawals worth $6 billion in the days immediately following the report. Um, Sam Bankman and Freed tried to search for additional money from venture capitalists before turning to rival uh, cryptocurrency exchange uh, Binance. The value of FTT fell more than 80% in two days. Binance announced on the 8th that it was going to uh, buy out FTX or bail out FTX on the 8th of November. Binance cancels the deal to bail out FTX. FTX assets are frozen. Um, the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation announced that it had initiated an investigation into FTX. I guess that was on the 10th of November. Um, Tom Bachman and Fried apologized the same day for the liquidity crisis and admitted on Twitter that FTX uh, had insufficient funds to meet customer demands. FTX apparently had miscalculated leverage and liquidity. He also said that Alameda would wind down trading. He steps down on the 11th and FTX files for bankruptcy. Then the hack happens. Um, then there was also a lawsuit in which uh, several celebrity promoters of uh, FTX uh, and its uh, and its uh, currency FTT, several celebrities were named, and a lawsuit was filed against them. Later on, the Bahamas uh, took control of FTX's digital assets. Bankman Fried is arrested and charged and then extradited. As a result of all of this, um, uh, the withdrawals uh, caused about caused the disabling of the FTX website or of the FTX exchange. It's the largest collapse in the short history of cryptocurrencies and will result uh, in a probably deterring investors who already have been uh, cautious about, uh, F, uh, about cryptocurrencies on the whole. Uh, there's a possibility that customers of FTX will not recover their assets, potentially triggering legal action. The United States Security and Exchange Commission and other regulators 
uh, may see the collapse of FTX as a justification for tightening of scrutiny on cryptocurrencies, which is already an issue in the US. Crypto.com and BlockFi. Uh, BlockFi paused client withdrawals on the 11th of November. Crypto.com saw withdrawals increase between the 11th and 12th of November 2022. Genesis Global Trading halted customer withdrawals from its crypto lending unit. So you can see there's a bit of a fallout in terms of people trying to withdraw their cryptocurrencies after the collapse of FTX. So the implications are, are vast. Um, we're not sure if the same things could happen with Binance, although Binance is in a completely different uh, category. We're not sure what kind of relationship Binance has with the Chinese government. In the past, we've seen reports about how the Chinese government was clamping down on uh, cryptocurrency trading. But so far, Binance continues to be uh, probably the most stable uh, exchange that exists. Um, we don't know how this would have played out had Binance bailed out um, FTX. But clearly, when Binance pulled out of the deal to bail out FTX, then the collapse was unavoidable. That's probably it. I think um, the discussion about FTX, we had to do an episode on FTX because a lot of the, apparently I think the largest uh, uh, percentage of uh, trading that takes place and, and cryptocurrencies takes place, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe takes place in Nigeria. So Africa is heavily invested in cryptocurrencies. On a personal level, I use uh, I invest in cryptocurrencies directly from access to two particular applications that I use. Uh, both are fintech applications. One is uh, Cheaper Cash. The other is Eversend. Eversend is based in France, uh, but it's an African product. Cheaper Cash is uh, also an African product. Interestingly, in the news, uh, Cheaper Cash got some investment from Alameda Research as well as um, uh, so I suppose as well as FTX but probably mainly uh, uh, Alameda Research um, but to date uh, cheaper cash continues to function you can what cheaper cash does is provide for payment solutions for those in Africa and to who need to get their money moved from different regions they also allow you to invest in stocks. So you have two options. You can invest in stocks or cryptocurrencies, and they give you a list of about 12 different cryptocurrencies that you can invest in and probably make money on in the short term or long term, depending on what you're trying to do. Um, so we're watching the space to see what the effects of the collapse of FTX has on the larger industry. As I said before, I'd recommend that you listen to
an episode in Acquired, probably look for the interview with Sam Bankman-Fried. He had some interesting perspectives about two years ago about what made his exchange very attractive. And clearly, uh, prior to the collapse, uh, he had an interesting case uh, to present for those who are interested in cryptocurrency trading, and he did make his money uh, up to at least the crisis. But um, what I hope you could do is connect the dots between the different ideas that were presented. We've talked about the financial crisis. We talked about uh, of twenty of two thousand eight. We've talked about bubbles in general. Uh, we've talked about technology bubbles. Uh, we've talked about giving you some ideas about investing and what to do and what to avoid. We talked about how uh, what makes uh, uh, cryptocurrency exchanges vulnerable. And if you looked at what we talked about before, you'll notice that when we described what, what went wrong with FTX, a lot of what we described in the, in the, ch in the challenges that uh, cryptocurrency exchanges face in general, many of these ideas that we talked about uh, were, were faced by FTX when, when it eventually collapsed. Uh, so thank you for listening, and we hope you learned something new. Uh, we hope you subscribe.